Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What do you say we just pull the ripcord on this thing and get it going, huh? It's Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. So happy just uh, to be with you this weekend. Here it is February already. February is what I said. Can't believe it. But that means we're just moments away from the start of the 68th annual Ford Boat Sport and Travel Show. One of my favorite times of the year. Yours truly will be out there in what was previously known as the Travel Cafe. Been kind of rebranded with some surprises. But we're going to be doing our live broadcasting out there both weekends. Stop by, say hello. Would love to meet you. In the meantime, we've got a big show coming up here. Speaking of which, Bill Eppard's world-class archer holds dozens and dozens of world records is going to be another crowd favorite uh, during the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo and his archery expertise, one of the hardest working guys in the outdoors. He's going to be with us here. Mike DelVisco is professional bass fisherman, another crowd favorite. He's going to be with us. Gene Hopkins, we're going to get hopefully an update on what the Indiana Sportsman's Roundtable is up to and the legislature's in town, so room for all sorts of comedy. But a great show. You're going to come away with this like I do each and every week going, man, I learned something new today. Speaking of which, we're going to put you on hold here just for a second. Bill Eppards is going to be here when we come back. It's Indiana Outdoor Show brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a beautiful place in this winter time february cannot believe that's already here time flies when you're having fun right of course we're brought to you by indiana donor network driven to save lives.org and that's the number two you can sign up to be that organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license and as mentioned many times already, the 68th Annual Ford Boat Sport and Travel Show is upon us here in just a couple of weeks, 17 to 19, and then uh, a couple of days off, 22 to 26, I think. Regardless, it's going to be a big time, and a lot of folks that you know and love that love to come to Indianapolis are going to be there, including Bill Eppards, who is my guest today. Bill, it's our annual chit-chat. It's that time of the year where people look forward to seeing you here in Indianapolis coming up, and I know you're a crowd favorite, but uh, first and foremost, how you been? I've been doing well. You know, I've been traveling a lot, uh, doing appearances, and, uh, you know, and... uh, well, I'm probably a little warmer than you. I'm in Las Vegas right now. Oh yeah, and, uh, and uh, at the Vegas archery shoot, and here, um, you know, shaking hands and talking to people, and and then I fly to the uh, All American Sports Show in Pennsylvania, and then I come home, 
And uh, then I head to Indianapolis, and that's my favorite show. And I'll be honest with you, it's my favorite show that I do uh, all year long. Renfro Production is amazing people. I'm I'm proud to call them friends, and uh, it's like a family coming home. Of course, I was born in Indianapolis. Well, you have been, you're a voracious traveler. You're a great ambassador for archery in general. And you've got so many accolades and and uh, trophies and all that good stuff. Now it's always great to have you come back and share some of that knowledge. But what makes I know you talked about Renfro, but uh, you know these other sports shows. What are you seeing in the industry as it pertains to to shows? I've heard mixed reviews. You know the Archery Trade Association was here in Indianapolis, and some people thought the. The vendors were down. That's not an open to the public show. The shot show, same way. Some of the big dogs weren't there. Do you see? Do you see getting together? And some of those, now those are trade shows, so it's apples and oranges. But I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are. Well, to be honest, with you, I, I feel the same way. You know, the, I, I was at all the shows, and uh, you know, I feel that uh, you know the industry's changing a lot. You know, a lot of. Uh, um, you probably don't see as many booths and stuff. And, and what you, people don't realize is that uh, a lot of the private equity companies, um, you know, they're buying up other companies. So here you've got uh, one company, a private equity group, you know, that buys four or five other companies and they just have one booth there instead of seven or eight booths. Ah, makes and, sense. And, and, and I, I see that a lot happening. You know, there's very, very few uh, companies now that are so owned, you know. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, uh, like PSE or Hoyt. I mean, they're, they're solely owned. Right. And, they're, they're, and, and that, I think that makes a difference. A lot of these other companies, you know, it, it's time to sell and, you know, once that pandemic hit, that naturally the business, you know, went down a little bit. And I think it is picking up. There's no doubt about that. I, I honestly think it is picking up. And um, but but I, I see that's how it's going. And uh, good observation. You know, some of the shows are getting smaller, but uh, I mean, as far as their normal everyday person, they say, yeah, it's a lot smaller. But. You know, probably the same people are there, but it's owned by one company, and they have one booth space where they represent one company. Makes makes perfect and logical sense, as you always do. Bill Leppards is our guest and <clears throat> world class archer. Did you make it to Indianapolis for the ATA trade show? I did. I was there. I was there in the PSE booth, and a lot of my sponsors are there. And and uh, yeah, I, I was right there for for the whole. Show. Joe and Shebang. Well, I didn't make it this year. I had a conflict, but uh, you talk about the great folks at Renfro Productions. Couldn't agree with you more. And I know that last year they were so excited to have just everything kind of come together. It was a world-class show. The weather was great. Crowds were big. And they're anticipating even more, more changes, more additions, as they always do. They keep recreating. Of course, the Cincinnati uh, show was just concluded, and 
when you have the Cincinnati Bengals in the in the playoffs, kind of dampened their spirits for the first weekend, but it seemed like that was another great show. And that's what I think everybody appreciates about Renfro Productions is they really care about the vendors. They care about the people that are that are there who have bought their space and and they really want to make it a great show. So they keep reinventing it each and every year. Any idea what you're going to be talking to the crowds about? Well, uh, it's probably going to be, and I, you know, Kevin and Todd both both were in contact with me a lot, and uh, you know that's that's one thing that makes this show special because they want me to talk about what people wants to hear, and, and and I think that's important because they care, they care about the crowd, they care about the vendors, and it's just not, uh, you know, just putting on a show collecting uh, the revenue off of it. They care about their people. Well, that's and, true. Uh, and they want, you know, everybody, you know, not everybody can afford or can dream about going to Africa or going to New Zealand or going to the places which I've been blessed to visit many times. But so I imagine we'll talk about, a lot about the deer and the turkey. And, and, and then we're, we're coming up with some subjects that are very important. You know, how it's getting harder and harder to obtain a place to hunt. And uh, so I think we're going to talk about that a little bit, how to obtain uh, permission or how do you find a place to hunt. And, uh, you know, we're gonna get, I think we're getting the vision of wildlife evolved a little bit. And, and you know, it's an excellent question, you know, and, and uh, things are changing. Uh, you know, subdivisions are going up everywhere and, and they're not making very much more land, that's for sure. No. And uh, so we're, they're, they're talking about, uh, we might talk about urban deer hunting a little bit, and that's become a, a real big thing. You know, these deer can adapt and uh, talk about how to obtain places like that. So we're going to try to mix it up a little bit, and and then I'll have a, a booth there. You know, I've been with precision shooting equipment for 46 years. I've been with Mossy Oak for 30 years, and we'll have our booth set up right there where people can stop by, and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. and. Turkey calling. I've been with Quaker Boy Game Calls for 46 years, so you know we can about talk about anything. I mean, uh, be honest, I've been very blessed in my hunting career to uh, you know been in Africa, the Big Five. I've did it all, and and with a bow and arrow set. So shooting a bow and arrow, we can talk about that too. I'm I'm eight time national champion and world champion and champion so we can talk about anything you want to talk about really. oh, it sounds like it. it sounds like you should be a radio show host <laughs> no, no, no believe me well I have that qualifications <laughs> i appreciate you as always uh, giving up some of your time and one of the great things i look forward to when we do communicate and get together on the phone is kind of where you've been and what you're looking forward to this year so what was where, where did the world find bill in 2022 well, I went to, uh, I've had a great year, really. I mean, uh, with Elk Hunting in Oregon with XTV, and we had a real good, real good show there. Uh, I mean, a tremendous Elk Hunt. Um, and I, I fall turkey hunted in, in Wyoming and had a great hunt there. And then, then I went to one of my favorite spots in Oklahoma and Texas. I killed two really record book whitetail there. And uh, so then I come home and, and uh, I was... I was playing cat and mouse with a really, really nice buck. And the last three weeks of the season, I 
something woke me up in bed, and I said, I'm going to see how big I can get this deer. And uh, so I let him go, and I'm going to see how big I can get him for next year and if he stays where he's supposed to. And he can roam anywhere he wants, but uh, we kept him fed pretty well, and he's got a bunch of girlfriends in there, and he's got about uh, nine or ten nice bucks running with him. So we'll see how big he can get. So I'm looking forward to next year already. But uh, I got shows coming up and looking forward to Renfro. Right after Renfro, uh, in early part of April, I'm going for my uh, 19th Grand Slam of turkeys. And wow. I'm going for my fourth and fifth World Slam. We head to Mexico uh, and shoot the Oscillated um, in Meridian, Mexico. And then from Meridian, we fly across the country to go to Chihuahua, Mexico to shoot the ghouls. Wow. I come, I come back home, and uh, I'll finish my 19th Grand Slam here at the house. That is something so, else. I, I know the people that have done that, uh, it's such a prideful thing, and it's a challenge, but you've done it 19 times, so congratulations to you. Uh, it, it's been, you know, turkey hunting is my passion. I love doing that. I, I just, I love turkey hunting, trying to fool them. And, and uh, you know, I, I've got, I've got a wife that, that hunts with me and, and she's never asked for anything. She's killed big elk with a bow. She's killed stags with a bow. She's always wanted to kill a bison with a bow. So this year, uh, we went to the foothills of the Black Hills of South Dakota and, and, uh, she shot a bison that could be in the top three. So, holy uh, smokes. Now, what do you do to, how do you hunt a bison with a bow? Well, besides being very careful. We we do, and, and she was. And it's funny to watch her because she is an excellent hunter. I mean, sometimes I think she's sleeping, but she's just not. She's being so still, and uh, she couldn't see this bison coming to her. And uh, but I could, and I said, "Look, get ready, get ready, get ready." And then uh, I had a small bull in front, and, and then three cows, and then here come the, the matriarch of the deal. Here come the herd bull, and I said, "You know." This is the one you want to get ready. And she put it right where we're supposed to, and he ran off by 150 yards, and that was it. And it was an amazing feat. And, uh, How close? I'm very proud of her. Uh, it was about 26 yards. Oh, my goodness. Yards. Oh, yeah. It was right on top of him. I don't know anything more exhilarating than staring down a snot-dripping, bugling elk. But you'd think, it, you know, you get some of these pictures where they're so close. Here you are, twenty-five to thirty yards away from a massive oh, yeah, we, bison that had to scare made, the bejesus out of you. You know, and I think I'm past that. You know, I've climbed on top of elephants and rhinos and all this stuff. And but for her, it, it, it was exciting for me. But I knew she was going to make the shot. And this buffalo had a little mud spot uh, on on the kill zone. I said, hit the mud spot. And she did. She hit the mud spot, and uh, it was amazing. And, and a buffalo is a tremendous creature. And, and, you know, that's the only thing she's ever asked for. She's killed two grand slams of turkeys. I'm taking her with me to shoot the world slam. So she'll be shooting the world slam. She'll be shooting her first world slam of turkeys with me this year. Wow. So, what uh, a great what a great partnership. What a great time and way to spend together. You've got probably one of the most busy travel schedules with your hunting and stuff that uh, – I talk to a lot of people throughout the year, but man, you made me tired just talking about it. Well, I am sort of tired, and, and I was hoping to cancel this Vegas trip, but 
I've been with Pete Shipley and PSE for 46 years, and this company is his family to me. And and uh, you know, I wouldn't plan on coming. And uh, he called me up and says, "I'd like to have you at that show." And uh, I said, "You know, I'm pretty tired." He says, "I know, but I'd like to have you there." And hey, we're right here, and we're we're in this Vegas hotel, and we got a suite. And we, 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 him and I are together. We always have a good time. And uh, so, you know, I'm really glad I came. And then I fly out Sunday. Uh, I'm here till Sunday, and I fly out Sunday morning at 6 o'clock and head to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Wow. So, Good uh, for you. So this shoot, very quickly, what is the shoot out there? You said it's the largest in the world. Oh, there'll be there'll be over, I don't know, 3,000 shooters here. They'll be th- from all over the country, and they're shooting for probably half million dollars and wow. uh, yeah it's, it's the biggest shoot in the world it's unbelievable really i mean for people who haven't uh and closer to our house the closest thing to is the lancaster classic which just happened last weekend and uh you know they have a lot of shooters there they had two thousand shooters and this is the biggest spot shooters in the world they come from spain they come from europe they come from everywhere for here Wow, and, and it, it is amazing to see the world's very best shooters. Uh, they're shooting at twenty yards and at the size of a dime. And wow. uh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I, I couldn't believe me. I can shoot a bow and arrow set, but I couldn't shoot as good as these guys shoot with a twenty-two rifle off a of bench rest. <laughs> I mean, I mean, these guys are amazing. Uh, they, we got one of the top contenders who, who who shoots for another company. His kid's name is Brody Turner. This kid's 15 years old, and he's 15 years old and just won the Lancaster Classic last weekend. And he's the number one ranked shooter here in Vegas. And uh, Very he exciting. 16. He turned 16 on Sunday. So it's, it's amazing to watch. Bill, really. you live an exciting life. We're looking forward to it. The crowd's going to be the beneficiary of, of all that you contribute to the Boat, Sport, and Travel Show. Most importantly, thanks for talking with us this weekend, and we look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis, my friend. Looking forward to it, and, uh, you know, tell all the people to get out. That's a family show. You bet. Everybody can find something there. It's Absolutely. A family show. All right. Nice See you, buddy. You, Brian. Bye, Bill. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a great guy. I always look forward to talking to him, look forward to seeing him. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. We're going to be back right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. Couldn't be more thrilled to be with you this day and each and every weekend. Thank those stations that carry it. And we look forward to seeing a lot of folks at the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo. Coming up here in just a couple of weeks, thanks to Bill Eppard, one of the great archers. I love talking to him. He's a crowd favorite. He'll be there. Good to catch up with him earlier. And speaking of great archers and lover of history, Gene Hopkins joins us, president of the Indiana Sportsman's Roundtable. Gene, how you been? I've been great, Brian. How you been? Well, I'm okay. You probably know Bill Eppards pretty well, I bet. Oh, yeah, I've known him for a long time. He's one of the crowd favorites there. He's going to be out there. And I tell you, that guy's one of the hardest working guys in the outdoor world, that's for sure. And he's always got great stories. He said he's off for his 19th turkey grand slam this year 19 of them 
I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> and he's going after another world and, uh, you know, all the other great stuff thrown in between. He was telling a great story. I don't know if you were on the line when he was talking about it, but his wife shot a bison out west with a bow at 26 yards. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. I'd like to do that someday myself. And yes. And fill my freezer full of great bison meat. Absolutely. Well, we've got, speaking of wildlife, the uh, legislatures in town, if you haven't heard, always an opportunity for a mess, but I just wanted to see kind of what was on your radar screen and kind of some of the things that the sportsman's roundtable is working on and looking out for 2023. It's the first time we've had a chance to connect this year. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the last time we talked, Brian, we talked a lot about legislative things. So I thought today, um, being timely, the DNR Fish and Wildlife just sent out uh, their annual deer hunter survey. Yep. And haven't gotten one go to the dnr website and get a copy of it um you may check your email if you filled them out before or you bought licensing you may email but the the deer hunt survey this year is is done really well i i want to give joe Codell just all the credit in the world joe genuinely cares about what people think and he does listen um so these deer hunter surveys it's important for us to fill them out get them back to him so that Joe has something to base his decisions on. You know, he does listen to us. He wants to know. Boy, I tell you what, we are so fortunate in Indiana. This is second go around as our dear biologist in the state and the times that we have interacted both here on the, <clears throat> both here on the show and on plenty of other issues, just privately, I have the utmost respect. And I know he commands that respect from his peers across the country and Midwest as well. And you emphasized a really, really good point that I'm going to hover here just a bit. The DNR in general, when they send these surveys out, oftentimes people would be like, Bleh. I can tell you that they are read, they're, they're absolutely taken seriously. And Joe in particular, if you want to ask a, a question of a deer hunter, and if we sell a quarter of a million licenses a year, you're going to get a quarter million opinions. But he does value, and those surveys are used in a lot of our game management. Right? I tell you, I've spent one-on-one -on -one personal time with Joe, Amanda, and the leadership positions there at Fish and Wildlife. I know, and I, I, I guarantee they care. I guarantee they listen. Uh, and they want our input. Now, they don't always do what you or me want like you said there's a quarter million different opinions so they're going to do what's best for the for the resource but they're <clears throat> going to make their decisions based in significant part based on the input they get back from us boy that is true and you know anybody any company that sends out a survey they all say the same thing and you want to take them at face value but you're right they do look at these and there's some big issues that are on this survey i know that uh, i just got it earlier i haven't had the opportunity to fill it out yet but you know what are some of the things that you think about are important in that survey that you want to make sure people see and hear well i tell you you know if you go through the survey i pulled mine out and sent it back in yesterday um, but there, you know, Joe's asking questions about your opinion and, you know, the quality of your experience. What county are you hunting in? Uh, what other counties do you hunt in? And how is your experience? Not just did you kill a deer or didn't you kill a deer, but what was the quality of your experience? Um, and what do you want to see in the future? 
Um, so that's a big one. He uh, asked questions about, you know, there's been rumblings for years now uh, about changing the season dates. Okay. What do you, Mr. Deer Hunter, feel about changing season dates? Should we move the seasons? Should we have longer, shorter seasons? And that, no decisions are made, so don't jump to any conclusions. I don't want anybody to go off, you know, and say, hey, they're going to do this or they're going to do that. No, they haven't decided that. But they are asking for your input. Right. Um, and we do that. You know, and, a, lot of, a lot of these issues are brought forth by citizens in the way of a citizen petition. But something like this, it's a great idea to seek feedback. And the one thing that I think is a, overlooked is they're not afraid to shy away from tough subjects right. and not afraid to look at something. Oh, that's just the way we've done it. There might be a better way. There might be something better for the, for the wildlife. There might be better something for the hunter, as you said, and you know, director Bortner is a great example of this at state parks. When he ran, he says, we're in the business of making memories. So they were in the customer service business. And I think with his leadership at DNR in general, that message is screaming loud and clear. Yeah. And I, I, again, I give credit to the leadership there, you know, going up to Amanda Woosterfield. Um, if they don't get our input, then shame on us. Right. We do give, but they do listen to us. And, and that's the key thing. So I want people to take a look at those surveys. Think about it. Glad you brought answer. that up. I know something else that's near and dear to you is the TIP program. And we've done this show for 24 years, ending almost every single show with Remember to Turn in a Poacher, 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R. Great group, great organization, such valuable work. We've already seen story after story of citizens using that TIP hotline that results in the bad guys. And there's always a few out there, uh, very rare, but there's always a few. And that type of input from citizens sitting in a coffee shop or overhearing something at a gas station, let the professionals deal with it and move forward. And I know that's an important program to you too. Yeah, we, uh, the tip program has been around for quite a long time. Uh, and I've been a tip board member for quite a long time, but recently we had elections and, uh, there's been a, a turnover in the officers in tip as well. I'm now the VP of tip, but um, the point I want to make is that the tip program is you, the hunter's opportunity to help protect the resource. And if you see something, report something, whether you ask for the reward or not, that's not important. If you want the reward, ask for it. But you can use the tip line to report violations, not just turn in a poacher, but turn in a polluter, polluter as well. Um, the quality of our air, the quality of our water, um, trash alongside the road. Those things are important to us as well. The overall experience that we have as outdoorsmen here in Indiana. So the TIP program, we're going through a revitalization right now. Um, we need to be recruiting. We are recruiting new members to the TIP board. We're going to be looking within organizations you know, it could be down to the local conservation club, could be statewide organizations. But if anybody has a genuine interest in being part of the tip board, um, let us know. Reach out and go online, find us, um, and uh, get involved. It's, Absolutely. It's a really important initiative for us as sportsmen. It's a chance for us to do something to give back. 
Gene Hopkins has been our guest. It's great to have you and connect with you and look forward to seeing you, I'm sure, out at the Ford Boat Sport and Travel Show. Know you've always got a friendly voice here with a tip uh, reminder at the end of our shows, and we look forward to more of the publicity of how that actually ends up manifesting itself throughout the year. So congratulations and appreciate it. I know you got a busy day, and we look forward to uh, seeing you here shortly. Thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors, Gene. We'll see you at uh, Indianapolis. Yes, you will. See you, buddy. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. Don't go anywhere. We're still getting this thing started. Mike Del Visco is going to join us when we return right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. And we are sponsored, of course, by our good friends at Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Sign up to be that organ and tissue donor, save eight lives, heal up to 75 others. And what a great show. Bill Leopards was world class archery. He's going to be at the Deer Turkey Waterfowl uh, Expo. And uh, such a, they just bring in such great experts like. Our guest now, Mike Del Visco, joins us. We can't forget our fishing friends. Another big spring, early winter, or late winter uh, travel schedule with all of the shows going on. First and foremost, thanks for being here. How you been? Thanks, Brian. Been great. Uh, we are kicking the season off here. It, it seems like it's, it was just yesterday. It was Christmas and New Year's, and now here we are. Uh, getting into the swing of things leading up to the Indianapolis Boat Sport Travel Show. What do you mean? It was. It seems like it was just Christmas and New Year's. I think it was just February of 22. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where last year went, but we do have... Oh. I know that you mentioned to me that the shows that you've been to have, have been big crowds, and I think that is a great sentiment because the crowd, the lineup of speakers and presenters and seminar topics at... This year's 68th annual Ford Boat Sport and Travel Show are going to be world class, and you're going to be a part of that. What? Any idea what you're going to be presenting? Um, I am going to be doing the same type of format as I've done in the past uh, with some new content. My understanding sonar presentations, which have been uh, really popular at the show and on you know all the other shows that I do as well, but it's uh, it's something that anglers need they need to understand especially with the way things have changed with technology and new stuff coming out it seems like every six months something new comes out and and people need to understand how to use all this stuff to catch and find more fish boy i tell you what you, uh, billy mcdonald a friend of yours i know and and uh friendly competitor out on the circuits and things like that he's a regular guest like you on indian outdoors and we've talked about the electronics i don't have a boat I don't need one more hobby, and yet I have great respect for those out there doing it. But, man, this technology that's in these boats today is something insane. Yeah, and and when you think about, you know, when you go to purchase a new boat or maybe you're going to, you know, outfit your old, you know, keep your old hull and outfit it with some new equipment, you know, you can easily spend in excess of $20,000 on you know, just fish finder equipment, you know, depending upon how much stuff you want to get. And when you've got that much money invested in, in things, you better know how to use it. 
like everything else, I'm a great acquirer of stuff, but rarely do I read the instruction manual. <laughs> but with this type of yeah. stuff, you have to. So I got to ask, because you're going to be here in Indianapolis and you're going to always have great content and people love Mike Del Visco. What was 22 like and what are you looking forward in 23? 22 was a uh, was a bit of a struggle, and I don't know if you remember last year. I was dealing with some some back issues. That's what I get for doing housework, and uh, I, I I've laid off the housework, <laughs> and, <laughs> and now the the back is really good. So I, I fished pretty much the first three months, not being able to stand up in the boat. I had to sit down and fish, uh, so I had to kind of tailor my um kind of approach and some of the baits and some of the things I do to more sitting down as opposed to standing up and and I like to stand up and look around and see what's going on and you sit down and you get a whole different perspective of things but uh that I I, he- I held in there and I and I caught enough fish to make uh the championships that came down to the absolute last tournament of the season where I was outside looking in and uh, made a little gamble and it paid off and ended up making the championships and uh, didn't do real well there, but um, I did make it and I'm, I am chomping to get out there this year. We start in March and I can't wait to get on the, on the water and really start fishing. Well, I am so excited to connect with you in Indianapolis and I know all the folks that buy their tickets are looking forward to seeing you along with the great lineup and I've had privy to see the the lineup and it's a, it's a legendary all-star very diverse as they always do shows within shows the Cincinnati show that Renfro Productions this is their second year over there was another great hit didn't help the didn't help the matters the first weekend when the Bengals were playing at home at three and o'clock on a Saturday, but you know, that's the way it goes. You also have another passion that we always talk about. And I know you're a, you're a, you have a dream one of these days of opening your own little restaurant and have your own little menu. And we've talked about this. How's that coming along? You any closer to that? Uh, no, just still the dream. <laughs> what's, what, what's the latest on the Del Visco plate these days? What's your specialty? Um, you know, still focusing on the the Italian um, the Italian varieties of food. However, my my pasta making um, is getting much better. You know, different types of pasta, um, and then the the apparatuses that you can acquire to make the different pastas is pretty cool too. I'm I'm learning new things, and I never knew that. You know, there was a a piano looking device that you could make your own, you know, noodles with. And, um, I forget what they actually call that, but I, I have one. Um, I have a cavatilli maker, which, um, for those of you Italian folks, you know what those are. Uh, that's, that's pretty fun. Cause they come shooting out the other end and you got to catch them. So, <laughs> so, so there's a lot of, a lot of fun little things. And, uh, that's, that's what I've been doing mostly when I, when I'm and cooking. Out. Anybody that's got cooking and eating as a hobby is a friend of mine. And I trust you now. So it's yeah. like all good. And, uh, how's, how's the married life going? What is your year or two now? Uh, it is, um, not even a year yet. March 19th will be, uh, will be one year. Uh, married life is awesome. We spent our honeymoon down in the Keys for two weeks, uh, catching saltwater fish. And that's, that's something that I don't get to do a whole lot. And I love getting to do something different, fishing related. And, uh, we had a blast. Don't you forget, you got Valentine's Day coming up here, okay? That's your friendly reminder from your friend in Indy. Yes. 
I, I know coming up. Mike, it's always great to visit with you. We look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis and enlightening all those that come to see your seminar. Thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors, and we'll see you in Indy real soon. Sounds great. I'll be there both weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday each weekend. Thank you, buddy. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a great guy. I always enjoy visiting with him. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. We will be back right after this. yelling at me producers are yelling time clocks yelling we just had so much fun talking to all these great folks today on indiana outdoors mike del visco truly one of my favorite one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to talk to bringing his expertise to the 68th annual ford boat sport and travel show as you heard him say he's going to be there both weekends and he like many others have embraced the technology in these fishing and fishing equipment but man, I hear these what they can do and all the new stuff. Of course, it's all it's all money, right? But if you are into that money well spent, and I'm looking forward to seeing Mike here in Indianapolis. Also looking forward to seeing Bill Eppards, another great guy. Bill's been on my show for as long as he's been coming to the Boat Sport and Travel Show. And as long as Indiana Outdoor has, has been on many moons ago, we used to go out there and do live broadcasting, and he was one of my first guests as we did one of our first shows out there but as you can see he's got such diversity and such such a grasp of so many things between deer and turkey and archery i always enjoy talking to him gene hopkins boy what a great reminder the joe caudell the state deer biologist sent out the annual survey do not send that to your delete very very important to fill those out always great to hear from the indiana sportsman's roundtable and the tip program which is what we do right now remember turn in a poacher 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R be safe I will see you in the great Indiana outdoors have a great weekend everybody